It's August, and for many of us, that means it's back to school time. On today's episode of Teaching with Class, we cover some basics to help transition into a new school year. Today we have Gina Gates. She comes with seven years of elementary school teaching experience. She taught preschool for five years and was a director and instructional coach. And now she's been with Teachstone as a class specialist, delivering trainings for the last two and a half years. Hi, Gina. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you join us today. I know you were busy writing about coming back to school and back to school time and was hoping to, to steal some of your expertise to share with our podcast listeners. So back to school. I know Yes. we were just talking about how different it feels to do back to school as a teacher versus a parent. A hundred percent agreed. Um, I, when I did back to school as a teacher before children, um, it was an exciting time. I loved the beginning of the school year. I loved setting up my classroom. Um, I honestly would go into the classroom probably two to three weeks before we were even supposed to be there just because I just really enjoyed that time of year. I will say I enjoy that time of year now even more so, I think, having my own two children um, who have been home all summer long. They are not in camp. Um, so I'm really excited for next week to come, <laughs> I will say. Um, I have a, an older daughter who's starting high school, and then my youngest is going into eighth grade, so she's in her last year of middle school. So it'll be nice to have a quiet house again so I could uh, feel like I can think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, there is something really special when you go back as a teacher of, like, labeling everything and organizing the bins and getting everything super pristine looking. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time on bulletin boards that no one, I'm sure, appreciated as much as I did. I completely agree. I mean, I would start shopping, and I don't know how you were, Liz, but I would start shopping for my classroom probably a month after the last school year was over. So by July, mid-July, I already had a theme picked out. I had ideas for bulletin boards. Um, you know, it was just, it was such a love for me to, to get the room ready so that on the first day of the school, the children could walk in and just feel like this is their new home. Mm-hmm. They're, they're with you for so many hours of the day that I really wanted to make it a comfortable, warm environment for them. Um, And so I took a lot of pride in making sure that the classroom felt inviting to them. So as fun as it is to get ready to go back to school, I think it also can be one of the hardest times, even for experienced teachers. I think, you know, back to September, October, and even five, six years in, I was ready for bed at 7.30. It's it's an exhausting time. I'm wondering if you sort of have thoughts of, why that's so hard, why it's so tiring, or or maybe what the hardest part of back to school is for teachers. Yeah, absolutely. I I can definitely relate. I remember that I used to say to my friends um, when the school year started, I would say, you know, don't call me in August. Don't try to talk to me or get me to go out in September. It's not Mm -hmm. happening. I said, you can call me again starting in October. And it was the running joke that they knew that in August and September, I would have no 
energy whatsoever to even have a phone conversation in the evening or go anywhere. Um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, we take the summer to kind of re-energize ourselves, we rest, we recuperate, and we, we really do get off of a schedule, quote unquote schedule that we'd follow throughout the school year. And so it's back to the alarm clock is waking us up in the morning, and maybe we didn't have an alarm clock in the summer. Um, it's also the fact that I haven't had 20 little humans that needed my attention every minute of the day. And so it's, it, I remember feeling that August and September were probably the most exhausting times of the school year. And then once I got past that, that hurdle, it was not that it was easy, because teaching is never easy, but it was a little bit less um, exhausting, I think, on my body. I don't know if it's because I just got accustomed to the new schedule or it's just things seem to calm down. I also remember that in August and September, I would have no voice left at the end of the day. And I think that had to do with the fact that all summer, you know, I, I wasn't talking all day long. <laughs> yeah. And then come August, September, I'm talking all day long and everybody's got to hear and everybody's got a question and everybody needs an answer. And so it got to the point where I'd have no voice. And so um, I can definitely relate to new school year tiredness that happens. And I, I really, truly think that it's a real thing. Um, but it's also such a great, exciting time of the year, too. Yeah, it's almost like you got out of shape, you know, like you were in really good physical fitness shape and you get out of shape over the summer and you sort of have to get back into it. I have heard and, and read a couple of your tips that you have for maybe not making it easy, but making it, it easier. Um, and I'm hoping you can share some of those words of wisdom with our class community. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things when you go into any new school year with any new group of children, I think the, the biggest thing that I would remember and say to myself is that I need to be patient. You know, it's funny because one of the things that I would say to colleagues when I got my new group of students is, goodness, these children are so much further behind in my last year's class. Mm -hmm. And she would say to me, she's like, listen, you're remembering your group of children from last year and how they were in June. Mm -hmm. She says, your children this year will be there also, but this is August mm -hmm. and they are brand new. And so you're not remembering the same, the same point of the year. And I think that's true. It's like you think about how your children leave in June and they know the routines and they know the, the procedures for everything and they've grown so much and you know the, the classroom is this well-run, a well-oiled machine. And then come August, it's like, whoa, slam on the brakes. We have to start all over again. And I think patience is so important because especially with me, I had I typically would teach kindergarten most of the years I was in elementary school. And not only are they brand new to the grade, but they're brand new to the school. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know where the cafeteria was. They didn't even know how you go to a cafeteria and go through a lunch line. Um, that was a brand new thing for kindergartners. Um, they had to learn a, a lunch number that they had to type into this little keypad. I mean, and that's so unlike anything they ever had in their preschool. So I think remembering that most likely it's their first time doing all of these things. And so having patience that we need to remember that it's 
just like when we learn something new, we don't learn it immediately. It takes practice over and over again. And it's the same for our children. It's like if you were dropped off in a foreign country, everything, everything is new for them. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's a whole new world for them. New ways to do things, new people that they have to talk to, you know, taking papers to the office for attendance. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and also along with being patient, I think it's important that along with the patience is that we make sure that we're consistent. I find that children like to know what to expect and they need that consistency in the classroom. And so, you know, one of the things that I think that absolutely exhausted me as a teacher was I felt like I was repeating myself over and over and over again. It was almost like that broken record this is how we do this. And this is how we get in line. And this is how we use our walking feet and our hands are for helping our friends and not for hurting. And so I felt like I was saying those things over and over. But the thing that I noticed is, is that if you take the time to really, truly, fully establish those routines, those procedures, those expectations really well at the beginning of the year, that once they're established and once they know what the expectations are, you're not having to say it over and over again throughout the rest of the school year because you've done a really, really good job and you're consistent in the beginning of the year. And that's not to say that you won't ever go back to them. There are times that we need to have refreshers. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I remembered, especially when I was teaching, is I was out one day and I had to have a substitute come in. And I remember seeing her a few days later in the school. She was subbing for another classroom. And I said to her, I said, oh, how did everything go? And she says, I do not want to sub for your class ever again. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what did my children do? I said, what was wrong? You know, what happened? She says, well, all day long, they kept telling me, that's not the way Miss Gina does it. And that's not the way we do it here in our classroom. And she said, that they kept correcting her throughout the day because they were just so accustomed to their routines. And so after that incident, I made it a point to remind my children that, you know, when we have a substitute come into the room, they may not do things exactly like we do in our classroom, but that's okay. (laughs) And so they, and I think that goes back to that consistency. It's just the routine was so well established that any little straying from their norm it was very obvious to them that that was not what we usually did. But that's such a, um, for the substitute and and for you, that's such an easy way to then be able to, you know, thinking of class, to be able to, to focus on other things because you know you have the routines and the, you know, then behavior management's not a problem. And then uh, you don't have to think about productivity because they know exactly what to do when they walk in. I think focusing on those things in that first couple months is the was the best tip I I got as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've also heard you say to be sensitive, and I think that that makes sense for both. Like, be sensitive to, to yourself and with the kids. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, I think you know when children come in, they're filled with so many different emotions. Some of them are really excited to be there; they're happy. Some of them are very scared. They're very nervous about what they're about to encounter. Um, You have some that might be frustrated. 
Um, they might be anxious, just they don't know how to do something and they get nervous. Um, so there's, there's so many different types of emotions that go through children and myself as well. You know, I'm excited about the new school year. I'm nervous. What are the, what are they going to be like? I mean, I'm, I have all of the same emotions they do, but I think what's important is to really acknowledge those emotions. So one of the things that I always have in mind is, you know, when we think about, particularly I always live, eat, breathe class, and I think class. And one of the dimensions um, in the pre-K and toddler tools is teacher sensitivity and, and the importance of acknowledging how a child is feeling. And so it's, it's important to say, I see that you're sad, or I see that you're excited, or I see that you're nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to know that those emotions are okay to have and that, that we're there for them and we can acknowledge and help them through it. Um, one of the things that I used to do with my class is I would ha- encourage them to either draw pictures or to write down how they were feeling. So if you're feeling sad, it's okay. Let's draw a picture. Show me how you're feeling. Um, if they were happy, if they were excited, because this was, this was an outlet for them to help them get the emotions out. But it also helped me because sometimes maybe that child didn't want to necessarily verbally share with me. Mm-hmm. But then being able to draw about it or write about it, and then I could say, you know, you know tell me about your picture or tell me about what you're writing. Um, and it might give them the opportunity to express themselves in another way rather than just talking about it. And it gives an, an easier transition for them when it can feel so overwhelming of you walk into a classroom and there's so many new kids and so many new options of things to do. If they have a really concrete, let's sit down and, and draw a picture of how you're feeling. Just giving them something sort of that concrete to do can feel less overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your last tip uh, was being kind. Tell me about that. Yeah. And I think when I think about being kind, I think about to the children, obviously, but I also think it's so important that we oftentimes forget to be kind to ourselves. Um, We can't expect perfection on day one or probably not even on day two or day three, maybe not even week two or week three. Um, It takes time to really establish that new school routine and to really get into that new structure. And I think being kind to yourself is so important and something that we often neglect. Um, One of the things that I used to do is I made it a point to make time for myself each week. And it wasn't enough just to say I was going to do it. What I had to do was I actually had to take my planner out, and this is when I still use my paper and pencil planner. Um, I would take my planner out and I would actually write in as I would a meeting or an appointment or a conference, but I would write down time for myself, whether it was a walk outside or you know, going over to a friend's house just to have a conversation or something that was important to me, even going, you know, even going to Target by myself mm-hmm. without any children. <laughs> but if I, I found that if I didn't make it a point and I didn't write it down, that I would easily not do it because mm-hmm. I would just push it aside. I'm a giver and I want to give to everybody else, but I had to remember to give to myself as well. Because if I have, if I don't take care of myself, then I have nothing to give to others. And so making sure that I was rested, 
as much as that can possibly happen during the beginning of the school year. Um, if I had to take a nap on a Saturday afternoon, I didn't feel guilty about taking a nap on a Saturday afternoon. Um, if even if I had a glass of wine in the evening with my HGTV, um, as long as it's just one glass, because it is a school night, right? So, <laughs> but whatever it is that you find comfort in or that's your like safe place or your happy place, I think it's important to um, make the time for yourself. That's a great, great suggestion. I think that self-care when you're a teacher is just so important because it can, you can forget about you. You have mm -hmm. 20 some kids to, to care for. Mm -hmm. Gina, I think those are great tips. Uh, I hope your kids have a good transition back to school and that you have a nice quiet house to work from. And thank you so much. You're welcome and thank you, Liz. And I hope uh, your children have a great beginning of the school year as well. Thanks, Gina. We're really looking forward to reading your blog. And I know there are many other resources out there to take a look at. Uh, you're still looking for, for more. So we have a back to school webinar that's coming up with blog posts and even a Pinterest board all about back to school. So take a look. Thank you for joining us for Teaching with Class. We want to hear your thoughts on the new school year and what tips you have for others. Log into the class learning community to share your ideas. Then tell us how we're doing and what topics you'd like us to cover next. Thank you.